Welcome to Questions About Heaven, a podcast about giving Bible answers to our questions about the afterlife with God. Each week we seek to answer real-life questions with biblical answers about the life beyond this world. Now, here's your host, Brad Zockel. Good day to you. This is Brad Zockel, and this is the Questions About Heaven podcast. I really appreciate you coming along. I really do. And as we look at the Bible, we see the the, the volumes of Scripture that help us understand more about God's home in heaven and about the God of heaven, learning about him, Yahweh, as we know that his name is the self-existent one, Elohim, the mighty one, Yahweh Rapha, God the healer. There's so many names, Yahweh Shalom, the God of peace. And as we learn those, we're learning that... uh, Boy, there is just such a promise for those who have given their lives over to the Lord, coming through Jesus Christ, becoming a follower of the Lord, and as the invitation from the Lord, like in Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, he's standing at your heart's door. He wants to come into your life, and when you take him in, repenting of your former life, the life of sin, giving those sins over, the Lord cleanses. He remembers those sins no more. As you have been a follower of his, you are committing yourself to him. And he says in Psalm, like 103 verse 12, he says, I will separate your sins as far as the east is from the west. That's how far your sins are going to be separated from you. And we get all these promises that we see in the scripture as we've been talking in these podcasts in the past and just are so encouraged by these. And today, I want to take an excerpt out of our first book in the seven-book series, what the Heaven is Home series. This is the book titled, What is Heaven All About? And I wanted to take part of the uh, chapter concerning this question about God's faithfulness to us in heaven, and include some other scriptures. So if you have your pen and your notebook, uh, pencil, anything to write down, jot down these notes. If you're driving, well, you can always listen to this a little bit later on. But I want to remind you, this Sunday I will be at Oak Ridge Baptist Church in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, and I will be there. That would be March 5th, and I'll be there all day. There's a Heaven is Home conference that I will be speaking at in the morning and the evening. And then, uh, later on, March 18th and 19th, I will be in Easton, Maryland, and I'll give you more details about that with a collection of churches that are running out a meeting hall, a convention area in downtown Easton, and we'll know more about that as the group of churches have asked me to come and speak for a Heaven is Home conference. I just came back from the Savannah, Georgia area, Pooler First Baptist Church. What a weekend we had. Wonderful, wonderful time. Loving people. They were asking so many questions, and along with the great blessing, then I had a family come over to me and said, we have a little surprise for you. And I open up the gift bag, and I am currently, while I'm talking with you, I'm wearing my Savannah Bananas hat. I'm telling you what, uh, I just get a kick out of this minor league baseball team in the area, and the folks are so proud of it, and I have the hat on right now. And that's not really the reason we're here to talk, but it was just so much fun. And we're planning on having an annual, as the Lord would allow, an annual Heaven is Home conference at Pooler First Baptist Church. This summer, I'll be heading to the Pittsburgh area. I'll tell you about that a little bit later on. And also, I will be going back into the eastern shore, the Chesapeake Bay area, 
this summer as well. Heading into the fall, I'll have a calendar for you. We're looking forward to our brand new Heaven uh, Tour, the Heaven Tour website, which will be a sister website to our current Zulon International Bible Institute uh, website, which you can see at zulon.org, X-U-L-O-N dot O-R-G. Now, when we look at heaven, we see the opulence of heaven. Revelation chapter 21 and 22 absolutely stagger the mind. John says, I see a new heaven and a new earth. And among the things that we read in just chapter 21, the Lord says, I make all things new. And as we've talked about, that word for new, kainos, means never been used before, really never been imagined before. Wonderful things. And the promises of verse 4, no more death, no more sickness, no more sorrow. And it says in verse 7, you'll inherit these things, believer. As a matter of fact, the Christian is promised. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 21, you've been faithful to me, says the Lord. You've been an overcomer a faithful one, I'm going to have you sit down in authority on the throne with me. Revelation 3.21. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 5 says, indeed, we will reign with him. Think of the other promises. We'll see God face to face. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 4. We'll be uh, just, it's so much activity. We will be so energized with incorruptible bodies, immortal bodies, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 53 through 57. And in all of these wonderful things we see, feasting and singing and meeting loved ones who are also of the faith and seeing Jesus face to face, asking questions, getting answers. We've talked about these if you follow my podcasts. Well, here's the thing. What if you get too much of a good thing? What if God says, okay, you know, you're a bit too noisy. It's time to go. What if God says, you know, I changed my mind? And then somebody says, well, you know, he did get tired and angry in the Old Testament with people that just kept pushing and pushing. Well, we do know in in heaven there is no sin. Uh, Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3 says that there uh, is no more curse, which means either the temptation to sin or the effects of sin. But you say, what if we get too loud? I mean, I know we're not sinning, but what if we get too loud or we're asking him too many questions or we eat too much food or we just we get in the way. Would God get tired of us? And there are those, and you may be one of them, that say, well, you know, that is a pretty scary thought. What if God changes his mind? He doesn't want us in heaven anymore. He wants some solitude. Well, we look at the scriptures and we see, for one thing, in the final destination of the believer, known as the eternal state, that's what Bible scholars call it, capital E, capital S, the eternal state. In God's presence, Revelation 21.3 gives us a very specific uh, promise from God and a, a glimpse into what it will be. God will be with us and walking with us in the new earth. That's the final destination of the believer on the new earth. And it tells us that God will be with his people and they will be his people and he will be their God and he will dwell with them. So we see this, that he is more than uh, desirous that we share this new home with him. But we also see that he keeps his promise. He keeps his promises on salvation, such as 
Well, you know, Romans chapter 11, verse 29, for the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. He's not going to change his mind. Uh, One version says his gifts and his calling are irrevocable. He's not going to revoke them back, not take them back. But you say, okay, you know, you have that, but how can I know that still God might be whimsical and wanting to change his mind? Well, he holds himself to his word, and we see some scriptures that tell us some very strong directives in God limiting himself by his love and by his promises. Titus chapter 1 and verse 2 says, This is a God who cannot lie. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18, it's more specific. It is impossible for God to lie. Revelation chapter 19 verse 11, God is faithful, God is true. Psalm 118, the first three verses emphasize that God's faithful love endures forever. So when we see this, this just starts off on the faithfulness, because I I want to tell people, constantly look, the beauty of heaven, as the Bible says, we'll see the king, the beauty of his holiness, and we will see him. Looking at this Lord, what do we see about this God, Yahweh, that we can trust? It says in Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17, the Lord thy God in the, is in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Isn't that beautiful? I read that from the King James Version because it's so ornate and yet so powerful. One more time. With, we could use the proper name. Yahweh thy God is in the midst of thee. He's mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. Now, let me read an excerpt from this chapter from the first book. Many religions present a sort of a catch-me-if-you-can game with their view of reaching paradise in the afterlife. Their great beyond is well-nigh unattainable, and their views of deity are of uncaring celestial behemoths that demand robotic obedience to prove that the human could earn his way to glory. Exhausting self-effort is the only way to achieve transcendent requirements. Is this also true of the God of the Bible? Is God a mean-spirited divinity with an eternal aggressive approach to his people with an I-dare-you sneer to anyone who seeks heaven? With all of the stupid, irresponsible things that I do, even as a Christian, would God still be pleased with seeing me enter into his kingdom? Well, this is what we always say on this podcast and in my online classes. What does the Bible say? One of the first striking statements we read is that God may be different than many people assume. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 8 makes it clear that God does not merely give love, He is more than just having love. He is love. It's his very nature. The Jewish faith lists 13 attributes of God that the faithful Hebrew recognizes, and one of them is the wonderful word chesed. You might hear some people pronounce it or write it as hesed. Either way is fine. 
the closest the English language comes in translating Hebrews, kesed, is to make a word phrase by combining loving and kindness together. Loving kindness. I've inserted this Hebrew word of loving kindness, kesed, into the English Bible verses from the New American Standard Bible. Listen to this. Psalm 145 and verse 8. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and great in kesed. Lamentations chapter 3 and verse 22. The Lord's kesed indeed does not end, for his compassions do not fail. Jehovah's love is for us both now and on into eternity. When we become Christians, God's limitless love is activated toward us, made evident by the definition of kesed, which is a, quote, lifelong love based on a covenant, unquote. If we then step into eternal life in heaven, then lifelong takes on a whole new meaning because that's the unending length of Christ's love for us, of God's love for us. Here is God the Father's own words spoken in a committed promise found in Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 10. For the mountains may be removed and the hills may shake, but my kesed will not be removed from you, nor will my covenant of peace be shaken, says Yahweh who has compassion on you. God loves us so much here in our earthly lives that Psalm 42 and verse 8 states, that he orders his kessid to us each day, in the same manner that a person would be treated to breakfast in bed. And much like the daily bread promised to us in the Lord's Prayer, you can read that in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 11, God directs that each day's serving of kessid be delivered to us. This loving kindness, kessid, is the gracious daily loving kindness that will give us heavenly comfort in the midst of the workaday world. And I'll stop there for this first part. We are getting a glimpse of God's love for us while we're here on earth, and we're the mess that we are right now. You know, even as Paul says in Romans chapter 7, wretched man that I am, who is going to deliver me from this body of sin? And he's constantly failing. He gets so frustrated, but he ends up in the chapter, if you remember this, and he says, I thank the Lord that I can find victory in Jesus Christ. And can't we all, can't we find that? You know, and we do know that the promise says to us while we're here on this earth that we face challenges and we face failures. And the Bible tells the Christian, this is written specifically for the Christian, 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, Christian, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. What a promise. Well, let's talk some more on this. I see my time is up. Let's go to our second part of this, talking about God's faithfulness and that we know that God is not going to get tired of us in heaven. Real good promise here. Hey, this is Brad Zockel. Listen, as we're growing and we're going in our ministry, if your church or your assembly would like to have me come, I want to hear from you. All I ask is, you know, there's not a set uh, amount. We don't charge a speaker's fee. All I ask is that if you want me to come and to uh, be with you all for a Heaven is Home conference, I just need a little elbow grease on your side to make it happen. And when the host churches have been doing this, we have had a wonderful time. So if you want to, then write me at brad at zulon.org. That's brad at x-u-l-o-n dot o-r-g. Contact me. Let's find an open date. Let's talk. I have some open times down through this calendar year 
and I would love to be able to come and be with you. If you feel that uh, you want to be able to help us in our ministry as we are seeing the Lord opening up, the, what new opportunities uh, here? And I'm looking to get some uh, some better podcasting equipment and uh, getting the barn set up so in the fall I can be in there and we can do some more YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, some different videos and ones that we can have. We can set up some Zoom classes and such got to finish up. We need some help on sheetrock costs and some other microphones and some better lighting, to be honest with you. And if you can help us in any way, uh, we are a 501c3, and we would be able to send you back a tax receipt on that, along with our very dear thanks. And we appreciate you so very, very much. And let us know if you would go to our website. If you want to write a check and send it by snail mail, the information is on the website. Or if you want to send it through uh, electronic means PayPal, then you can also see that on the donate page. Thank you so much. This is Brad Zockel, and this is the Questions About Heaven podcast. I appreciate you so very much. Take these uh, scriptures, study them as the Bereans did, Acts chapter 17 and verse 11. They studied the scriptures daily to see whether these things were so. You do the same. God bless you. and Lord willing, we'll talk very, very soon. Thanks for joining us this week on Questions About Heaven with Brad Zockel of the Zulon International Bible Institute. Be sure to visit our website, zulon.org, to learn more about our Bible ministry. That's X-U-L-O-N.org. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes. Or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. And keep an eye out for our upcoming ebook, Questions About Heaven. Thanks, God bless you, and have a great day.